Paul W. Smith Show at 6. The Pre-W. Smith Show now. 760 WJR. Here is Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back. Now, guys, whenever you have a medical issue, a health issue of any kind, there's a few stops that you must make at the front end of getting whatever you are encountering diagnosed and treated. One of those could be the emergency room. One could be an urgent care center. But for most people, we go to our primary physician to make sure we're in good health and to deal with any health issues we may be encountering. But there's a big problem afoot, and that is a major shortage of what's known as primary care physicians, family physicians, and so on. Those are those front-end gatekeepers who tend to triage the problem, figure out what's going on, and route you to a specialist if necessary, either treat it or route you to a specialist in order to take the steps to address whatever health issue you may be encountering. But again, there's a shortage of these primary care physicians now. And here to tell us about the circumstance and someone who should know for sure, he himself is one of those primary care physicians Dr. Steve McClelland, you're joining us to break down the subject for us and tell us what's going on here. Dr. McClelland. Yeah, Jeff, uh, this is an interesting topic for me because we deal with this in our practice every day. We have patients that call and are looking for a primary care physician and we just don't have anywhere to put them and uh, end up referring them on to referral lines. And hopefully they get, you know, identified by other practices and they can find somebody. But I think more times than not, they're just not finding those people. They're using urgent cares and the emergency room for their primary care needs. Yes, if they've got an issue, that's where they're going now because of the shortage. As you say, you can't get into a practice. And by the way, even as an existing patient, sometimes, you you, of course, you can get in, but it may take a while to get in, right? Unless it's a real emergency. Correct. I think most primary care physicians feel like they probably have more patients than they can really dedicate the proper time to. So I think there is a problem at that level as well. Yeah, and so here a couple of weeks ago, this report comes out that we've got a real problem in the state of Michigan. We have, in fact, a serious shortage of primary care physicians. What do you know about that? What do you see? Well, I think it's important to, you know, think about what a primary care physician is and why we need one. Primary care physicians are typically family practitioners and internal medicine physicians who just practice adult medicine. There are places where they consider OBGYNs primary care physicians, and they are serving that role in certain capacities. And then family practitioners and pediatricians also see pediatric patients. So on my end, my area of expertise is taking care of adult patients. I'm an internist. And why do I feel people need a a primary care physician? Well, on an individual basis, we can help oversee their care, you know, know who to refer them to, take care of things like physicals, and also provide urgent care needs when patients are sick, and also hopefully keep them from going to the emergency room when things get a little bit more dicey. And on a macro societal viewpoint, we really need good, strong primary care to decrease the cost of care. And this article talks about the fact that we are utilizing the ER about twice as much as other states. And this just increases the cost of care when our GDP is approaching 20% consumed by health care. How are we going to continue to afford this? How are employers going to afford it? How are retirees going to afford it? And if we can get some of the care back in the office in a less acute setting, then that's going to help reduce costs. So on a macro basis, that's how, you know, a primary care physician can help. So let me break this down from a patient perspective then. 
I've got a problem. Maybe it doesn't merit me going to the emergency room. If I can't, if I'm not already at an existing practice or can't get in on time, my choices are, as you say, the emergency room. Sometimes in the emergency room, they're treating things that otherwise could have been addressed by a primary care physician had they been a member of such a practice, a patient at such a practice. And as you say, the costs are exorbitantly more extreme in the emergency room treatment setting versus in an office setting when a primary care physician can be that frontline diagnoses or make that frontline diagnosis of whatever the problem is. And so we really, really need to correct this on lots of levels, providing better care to the patient and providing a better health care system that costs us all less, right, ultimately. And now the problem is with the declining number of primary physicians, where's this all headed and what can we do about it? Well, I think the solution for our legislatures and things like that are just to throw more money at it and try to, you know, get physicians to go into primary care. And that's just not really happening in a fast enough method. I just was reading something from the AMA, and it does make sense that it takes about 10 years for us to mint a new primary care physician. But the driving factors for this really are, we have an aging physician demographic. People are retiring at a faster rate than ever. And I think part of this was brought on by the COVID crisis. I think there's a huge amount of burnout in primary Mm -hmm. care. That's a huge problem. And then for the medical students, we we do have an increase in medical students. Interestingly enough, um, they've expanded seats in the medical classrooms. We've actually, in this state, even added a couple more medical schools at Central and Western and, and Oakland University. Those are all relatively new medical schools. But, you know, the students are more interested in going into specialties where, you know, they don't have to work as long of hours. It's more financially advantageous, less hours, uh, more reimbursement. Their cost of education comes into it. You know, they could have $200,000 in debt and you're going to not choose a less paying specialty. And that's an issue. Is this a problem with the system? Does the basic system need to change? Is there an overhaul in general needed here? What do you see? I mean, what are we going to do the way the current system works? We need those primary physicians. We're not getting them. They're declining. What do we do? The thing that we're doing really in our practice, and I'm seeing more and more of, is the expanded role of the advanced practice practitioners like nurse practitioners and physician's assistants. Quite frankly, you know, there are probably times when certain conditions could be analyzed or investigated, explored, and treated, you know, by someone who may not be a primary care physician, but have next to or near the same ability to diagnose. Yes, exactly. And I think uh, it's getting recognized much more by insurers and Medicare. And you'll even see the term used primary care provider rather than a primary care physician. And that encapsulates nurse practitioners and PAs into that care team. And they can do really pretty much 80 to 90% of everything that I can do. And they can do it with less training They have two years post-college, and then they can usually go into a training program or start working with physicians at that point and fill that niche. My only thought is we're not going to fix this, you know, with just throwing more money at it. We're not going to change the reality of the situation, and it's going to probably need some new thinking on this whole thing. Dr. Stephen McClellan, thanks for breaking this all down for us. Appreciate your wisdom greatly. Now headed to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show.